welcoming you to the Intune podcast with myself, Ashley Velvet Frost. I am a holistic coach and deep diver of life, fascinated with the interconnectedness and uniqueness of our individual life and healing journeys. We are not one size fits all when it comes to thriving in our health and well-being. We are a combination of our physical, emotional, intellectual, energetical and spiritual bodies. It's my mission to support others in building their own unique toolkit for holistic living. I believe that knowing yourself deeply can in turn change your world. In this podcast, we'll be following the Intune Five Frequencies, a method for empowering you to become your own self-healer and bring your life back into alignment. The brainwave frequencies gamma, beta, alpha, theta, and delta relate to topic areas of mind, connections, body, direction, and spirit. You'll be hearing from inspiring people who are embodying these five frequencies, collecting insights, stories, tips, coaching, and guaranteed new ways of living in tune. So welcome, welcome back again, everybody, for another episode of the Intune podcast. This week, featuring one of my friends from Amsterdam, Serena Demento, who is also the producer of her own film company. Now, yeah, I've wanted Serena to come on the podcast because she's really somebody in my life who I see embodying the frequency of theta in particular, which is really following your passion and your purpose, but also tampering a little bit into the, the beta frequency because she also runs her business with her partner. So I'm really excited to dive in this episode. All things film, passion, purpose, and maybe some relationship dynamics as well. So Serena, welcome. Thank you so much for joining. Ash, thank you so much for having me. Totally honored to be on here. Thank yeah. you. Yeah, <laughs> so nice. Um, yeah, I mean, I normally start every podcast and just asking people a little bit to say who you are, how did you get to where you are right now, and yeah, give us a little bit of cool. juicy info about you. Well, great. Okay, well, first of all, um, I'm originally from the States. I was um, born and raised in New Jersey, but spent a majority of my life in New York, um, and I studied uh, art, creative advertising in, in Brooklyn. And I actually was one of those people that thought that I was always going to live in New York. It was New York or nowhere for me. Um, but life had other plans. <laughs> I'm now living in Europe and absolutely loving it. Um, but I, I, yeah, I started out in, you know, the corporate America trying to chase that American dream mm -hmm. and um, learned a lot about myself and, and the process. And, you know, it's definitely, it's a journey, you know, for sure. Uh, just, pursuing and, and finding what, what really resonates and, and what you, a lot of times you have to do what you don't like to know what you like. And that's really very much part of my, my story. And uh, here I am in Amsterdam. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you run a film company and that's right. a production company. Could you tell us a little bit more about that? It's called Four Bent Corners. Yes. Um, yeah. What kind of films or projects do you guys work with? Right. So uh, I co-own the Four Bent Corners production company. Uh, we're based in New York as well, and, as well as Amsterdam. And we are a combination of commercial and documentary storytelling. And so we work with a lot of big brands um, globally. And one of the reasons why I love doing what I love doing what I do is that I'm able to do it anywhere. So we can produce remotely. So during the pandemic, we were lucky enough to work on commercials in, for Australia. We shot in Jakarta. 
we did a bunch of productions in London last year and it was all from Amsterdam. So feel very privileged to be living in this kind of modern time where we're able to connect in all these different ways. And um, I just, yeah, I, for most of my career in the beginning, I was working as a creative director at a marketing agency. And so part of my job was building teams and really finding synergy between creatives and um, making a little family, you know, within the corporate agency setting. And so now I utilize those tools and apply it to my own business where I'm working and connecting with creatives from all over the world. Um, so I do work um, mostly on the New York time zone, despite being in Europe, but I wouldn't have it any other way. I really, really do enjoy it. And um, it's just, I love creating. I love creating with people that um, are super talented and that are friends and, and whatnot. So um, yeah, we work, we work all the time, but enjoy it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, this is something that from knowing you also as a friend, you are just an amazing networker and connector of different people. Um, so, yeah, I'd love that you brought those tools over from your corporate world um, back into your business. And you've just mentioned that you basically had to go through all the things you didn't enjoy for you to really figure out what you did, what you do enjoy. So yeah. what are some of the things that you've gone through <laughs> and you're like, um, it's not this, it's not this, it's yeah. not this. <laughs> Well, okay, so I was fortunate enough to uh, graduate during the recession, which was pretty scary, to be honest, especially having, you know, pursued a degree in communications design, right? Um, at the time, our professors were actually literally buying us lottery tickets because they're like, you guys are fucked, like, good luck, you know, because basically everything was going to shit uh, in, in the States and globally. And so you know, I was graduating and I'm like, okay, I definitely want to stay in New York. I want to pursue what I have studied. Right. Um, so I kind of put that out in the universe. It's like, okay, I need a job that pays me well. And that is, you know, part of the tree of where I eventually want to be. That's what I said. It's like, and I wrote it down and lo and behold, I attracted to myself a position working in pharmaceutical advertising, which for me was, not ideal, but I had no idea what I was getting into. I was like, okay, it's advertising, it's creative, it pays well, perfect. No, not at all. Um, I really realized that that was not something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life. I mean, the people that I worked with um, were were lovely people, um, you know, but it was just copying and pasting the side effects of, you know, all of these adverse reactions to drugs and working on all these various accounts it was an extremely important education for me. I mean, I think it really turned me on into the holistic uh, world and, and that approach at a very early on in, in, in my life. Um, so for that, I'm very grateful because also at the time I was on prescribed Adderall. And so I never really thought about the long-term effects of that and was really using that as a tool to like push myself forward in my career. And then when I was working in this job, I really realized like, this is not sustainable. I gotta figure out a different route. So, um, even though I had the quote unquote like dream situation from the outside of like working in New York on Fifth Avenue, had my own office, you know, Fifth Avenue and 14th Street. People are like, what are you complaining about? At least you have a job. And I was like, I felt guilty about being depressed, but I would literally cry myself to sleep at night because I just did not feel in alignment with what I was doing. And I just felt like I was wasting my time, wasting my life doing something that, you know, wasn't, yeah, bringing me joy. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I used, uh, at that time, I was really into the law of attraction and the secret. And I was just really living and breathing all of that. And I'm like, okay, I need to put myself in a state of joy so I can attract 
more of that, right? So how do I do that? Because if I sit in my desk and say, I hate my job, hate my job, hate my job, I'm going to keep attracting that, right? So I started just like taking things off, you know, the wall, like daily and just being like, okay, by, you know, May, what was it? 2011 or 2012 at that time, I will no longer be working here. And then um, May 28th, I I was actually let go with a bunch of other colleagues because, you know, they had lost a bunch of accounts and I really had time to breathe at that time, you know, and it was a gift. It was a blessing. Actually, a lot of people felt bad for me, but I was like, no, I think it's an opportunity to really kind of figure out like, what is it that I want to do? Because I've been on this kind of trajectory of like, move forward, move forward, move forward without really taking the time to reflect on what do I really want, right? Like not what looks good on paper or like what sounds good, but what, what do I really want to do? And so yeah, I just, you know, it's just been a journey trying to figure that out. And, um, you know, for me, when I heard about the, the idea of being a creative director, that really resonated with me because I'm like, nobody really knows what that means. <laughs> I can't really tell you what it means exactly, but it's just, you know, it's basically what it is. You get to work with a bunch of creative people and come up with ideas and, and kind of take the lead on it. That's essentially what it is, but it could be applied to film. It could be applied to advertising and print. It could be applied to graphic design. It's very broad in that way. And I do not like limitations and restrictions. So I really gravitated towards that because I wanted the freedom to decide, you know, what I want to do. So I always kind of pursued art direction, creative direction for that reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Amazing. I mean, you've really touched on, I want to call this like a collective struggle, this whole aspect of, yeah, you may have the job, you may have the money. For a lot of people, it's like you have the house and then they're like, something's missing. And yeah. it, that's the thing is someone can tell you, oh, be grateful. But that's not enough. If your soul is like dying slightly every day that you're going into work, like yeah. that's not living. It's yeah, I really think we we get put into these um, templates when you leave school or college in America and that the world tells you this is what you do to be successful. This is how you'll be happy. And then you get the things, you get the house, you get the car, yeah. you get the, the family. And then people are like, oh. I still don't feel quite fulfilled. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. yeah, and it's it takes a lot of work and a lot of patience to really like hone in on that, you know? Yeah. And I think it's not a tool that we are taught, you know? It's something that we have to really, it's very individual. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. I wonder if, if this could be taught, in what way it could be taught. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, I think for starters, if if we were kind of told, hey, here's a selection of things that you can learn, which, which route would you like to take? You know, I mean, yes, it's important to learn a little bit of algebra, but does that really help you with connecting with people and dealing with all these kinds of various emotions yeah. and struggles and work? Mm-hmm. And not really, but it does help, you know, work your brain in certain ways. So I'm not dismissing it. And I actually didn't mind algebra um, at the time. But yeah, it just, you know, does it help me today? No, not really. <laughs> I specifically remember my teachers being like, you need to learn this because you're not going to walk around with a calculator in your pocket. And I'm like, I have an iPhone now. <laughs> so I literally I know, have right. a calculator in my pocket. Yeah, literally. Yeah. <laughs> so how did you go from this state of then going more into creative direction um, mm-hmm. to the company you have today? Because you're also in a different continent with a partner now. So how did that transition end up happening? Yeah. So in late 2011, um, I ended up working um, for a photographer in New York, and that really opened my mind to production. 
And so it was, I actually, to be honest, I didn't know who he was. I'm not going to say his name, but I didn't know he, who he was, but I knew that he was, was a big deal when there were like interns, just like knocking on the door, trying to get the position that I had. Mm-hmm. And I, uh, yeah, one of the first jobs that we had was, was photographing Uma Thurman and, and Mark Wahlberg. And I was like, wow, who is this guy? So I started Googling him and I was like, oh, wow. Okay. He's like a celebrity photographer for Rolling Stone. This is great. So I just started really, and I ended up getting that gig from Craigslist, to be honest. I just was taking a shower one day and and then my my intuition was like, go to Craigslist now. And I'm like, okay. And then I applied for some really lame position. I didn't know why. I just felt called to do it. And then they're like, can you come in for an interview? I said, sure. And I got the job because I was way overqualified at that time. I was like, you know, I had been working in pharmaceutical advertising for like two years so I worked my way up very quickly in that role despite not loving it and then ended up getting a gig uh, working for this photographer and it opened up my 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 world to production and I loved it but it was the opposite situation right I loved what I was doing but it didn't pay me enough to actually live sustainably and I'm just like well what the heck like how can I just merge these worlds like is it one or the other like what what is that about so um, so I did that for a while and then obviously it wasn't sustainable as much as I really loved it. They couldn't bring me on board for what I needed to be able to really kind of live, um, a decent life in New York, which as we know, the cost of living there is quite high. So, um, I ended up, um, get landing a job as an art director. Uh, I was the first art director in this company. It was a marketing firm. It was a global company mm-hmm. and, um, it was based in experiential advertising and marketing. And so, that definitely resonated with me because it was exciting because it was all these experiences and we were kind of advertising that. Um, it did lack the production element of it, of that, which I had from the photo world. But um, I, I stayed at that job for about seven years and I worked my way up to, I was the uh, North America creative director for about seven years at that company. And it was great because it afforded me the opportunity to travel. I worked from the Milan office a couple of times. Um, you know, the, the actual headquarters was based in London. So there was this like global essence of it that I really loved and resonated with me, especially being um, European in a way. I mean, my parents were both born in Italy. So I always grew up in this very like, you know, multi-language household and never really felt hundred percent American, even though I was born in America. So working with a European country or European country, working with a global marketing uh, agency really made me feel connected more to my roots in that respect. My boss was also Italian. And so that was really um, felt like home for me mm-hmm. initially. And I was like, oh, wow, this is so cool. It's like, you know, working with my dad or something like that. Mm-hmm. It was, it was comforting. And they, they really did have a beautiful culture there about creating this kind of familial vibe, which I appreciated. And so from that, I really enjoyed that, but I missed the production element of it. We weren't doing like commercials on set and whatnot. Um, but Q 2012 was when I met my partner, um, Richie, who is a, he still is and was a director of photography. And he was a, a freelancer at the time. Um, but he kind of started Four Bent Corners in 2011 and really pursued film. He was originally a photographer um, and just has this wealth of knowledge within the production world. Um, and so, you know, when I met him, I thought it was really cool that he had that experience and that definitely, I, I didn't expect to find, to be honest, because even though New York, um, you know, the dating scene is quite interesting, you get the gamut, right? Uh, I felt like pretty, pretty inspired by the fact that we both had met online and that he 
also was in the production world. So um, we hit it off and yeah, I mean, we always kind of talked about, I think in like 2013 to 15, we're like, oh, wouldn't it be great to actually work together? And would that be possible in New York? And I definitely would always shut it down. Like definitely not possible. Um, you know, not with the cost of living here. This is, you know, we just have to, I, I need health insurance. Like we need health insurance to cover both of us. So it's just, you know, it's interesting how a system that's created really impacts your freedom to be able to pursue what you really, really want to do. I mean, we're basing our life decision on whether or not we'd have health insurance was like pretty mind boggling when I think about it at the time, but it's very much a reality for a lot of people. You know, people don't pursue what they want because of the way the system is set up, which is, you know, unfortunate but um, oftentimes the sacrifice that people have to make, right? And so doing that never was a reality in New York. And um, what happened was I would work, you know, a very, very long hours at the marketing agency. And then afterwards we would work on edits together on the weekends after work, et cetera. And I just really enjoyed that so much. And I'm like, man, I really wish that more of my job had this involved. And I would kind of just you know, wish and wish and wish. <laughs> and then eventually, um, you know, I, I was trying to look for other opportunities and things were just kind of falling through. It was very odd. And like, I would have another job offer and then they'd fall through. And so I started going on this, um, let's call it the Delta, the Delta wave <laughs> journey <Yeah>. of <laughs> spirituality of finding shamans and doing like all of these various healings. I'm like, I definitely have an energetic block. Like Mm -hmm. I'm trying to attract new opportunities. I feel very stuck in my career and nothing is landing. I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. um, and being at a company for seven years in New York is significant. It's a significant amount of time, you know? So I really was looking for change in early uh, 2018. I was devastated when an opportunity that I thought was what I really, really wanted didn't come to fruition. And that opportunity required me to be bi-coastal from LA to New York, which is a natural transition that many New Yorkers make. It's like you do the New York LA thing. So I was like, oh, this is a dream. This is what I want. And then when it fell through, I just didn't understand. So February, 2018 was a very dark time for me <laughs> for that, for that reason. But at the end of, well, not the end, it was August, 2018 was the first time that um, my partner and I came to Amsterdam. We we're visiting my family in Sicily and we're like, let's just do a little layover in Amsterdam, visit our friend who had just moved there and let's just have a good time. No expectation of like moving, none of that. Um, but our friend at the time, she curated this hyper-local experience for us and we were just blown away by the lifestyle here. And we were like, okay, what are we doing in New York? This place is great. Let's, let's see if we can move here. And we just really, it was all from love. It was all from joy. It wasn't like, let's do this because this makes like sense for the books and like for our career. And like, this is what we need to do to reach this level of success. Like it was none of that. It was pure, playful joy. Mm -hmm. And it honestly had made no sense to anybody. Everyone thought we were insane. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I resonate with that so much because also for Amsterdam, it's like, I, I left behind like the corporate ladder a relationship and I just I was like I have to go like there's something really magical about that place so so really yeah I feel that <laughs> yeah it was the first time my partner and I were both like because we, we traveled a lot and when we landed in Amsterdam we were just like okay this place is great like this place I I could I could literally see our life here and um the similarities in certain respects are kind of mind-boggling when this is old Amsterdam New York is new Amsterdam and 
at the time before the pandemic, I just saw, I just saw, uh, you know, Amsterdam being like an extension of the West Village. I'm like, oh, it's just, just a hop, skip and a jump over the Atlantic. <laughs> pretty, pretty easy, you know, six hour flight overnight. This is doable. So um, yeah, it, it happened and it happened quickly, actually, this move here. So it's pretty, pretty cool. And did you move here working for your company or was this for something different? Yeah. So lo and behold, one day when we got back from our, from our little uh, stint here, um, I was, I, I kid you not, I was joking in the agency uh, and I'm like, we're moving to Amsterdam. And then somebody in, in the department, in another department kind of heard me and they yelled out there, like, did you contact the office there? And I said, what? We have an office in Amsterdam? How did I not know this? <laughs> so then I did some research and I, and because it was a global company, they had a satellite office here. Mm -hmm. And so I called them one day just to see how the weather was, <laughs> just to say, hey, I was just in Amsterdam and I really wish I knew that you guys were there because I would have come and visited from the New York office. And they're like, oh, that's great. What do you do? And I'm like, oh, I work as a creative director here. And then they're like, oh, you're kidding. We're looking for a creative director. We have been for three months. And literally my jaw just dropped. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. So a month later, I had a, a contract in my hands to move. So that really made it a reality quicker than I could have ever imagined. It was just in, completely insane. It was insane. Like moving to another country was easier than getting another job in New York for me at that time. I just didn't. It's <laughs> like, all right, you know. I mean, something around this really feels that when when you're in alignment, the doors of the universe open for you. And there's something when people try to say to me, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I've been in that state myself in life when I really don't know what I want to do. And it's sometimes just like, like I think you've also said this before, like just coming back to yourself. So, I mean, is there any advice that you would have given if you met yourself now from when was it 2018, having that mm -hmm. crisis of like not getting the jobs and just maybe yeah. not trusting in the process? Any advice that you would give to younger Serena? Yeah, just um, breathe, <laughs> trust, and really just focus on what brings you the most joy that, mm. that you wouldn't mind doing, you know, all the time. Because, you know, that whole quote, like doing what you love and you'll never have to work in a day in your life is a, is a joke like that. I can tell you right now that no, do what you love and you will be thinking about it 24 seven. You will be you know, working, but it's not as stressful as like doing something that you don't want to do where you're like, okay, I need a break. Like, I, I think we have a just globally an issue with um, settling, you know, for doing things that we have to do because yeah. we have to pay bills. We have to do this. Yeah. But like, we, I think if, if we just created more possibility around that, like, okay, I need to do this now temporarily to get to this point, but it's hard to be clear sometimes on like what, what it is you want to do. It's not an easy thing. You know, it's just, um, it's a process. It's definitely a process. And even though this is something that I feel very much in alignment with now may not mean that I'll be in alignment with this when I'm like 40 or 50 yet. I'm just enjoying the present moment and just kind of seeing how things evolve and just trusting that the universe will, you know, present other opportunities for for growth and and and, and change yeah yeah I and mean, that's that's the nature of being human the only guarantee yeah. change so, exactly exactly yeah. so yeah so i mean if you think of the five frequencies we have on in tune um you'd say like i i have put you in and we've talked about it like i feel like theta which is direction you've also said mindsets of gamma is there any areas that you're you feel like you're really working on at the moment or that really yeah yeah, yeah. 
Absolutely. So I think for much of my early, like, like mid, mid twenties to late twenties, I was very much focusing on the Delta and alpha. Like I was really trying to focus on my spirituality and connect with the process of, of learning more about myself and like, what do I want to do? Like, Mm -hmm. I, I was so frustrated by myself because I felt like I'm a very decisive person, but I can't decide what I want to do, like what I want to pursue. And I was very frustrated with myself. Um, and so I just would, I had an intense yoga practice that I would do regularly. You know, I would wake up at 6am and go to like a hot yoga session and then go right to work. Like it was intense. Right. (laughs) And, uh, and it really helped me to kind of slow down and just appreciate what is like appreciate the now and just trust that as I continue moving in flow, like things will people and opportunities will start to align as a result. Um, and just this need to like force things. I don't know where that comes from. I really don't know, but um, I definitely struggled with that big time. Just this need of like, I want it. I want it now. Like, you know, just like, what do I need to do to get it now? But, you know, when you look at a plant, like they kind of grow, they grow like awkwardly in different ways. And like, we just, we want to get the straight, straight path to it. And sometimes that's, that's appropriate to use that kind of um, approach. But I think when it comes to life and like the pursuit of just feeling at peace Mm -hmm. and feeling in alignment, I I don't think it's a straight path. I really don't. (laughs) Yeah, I love the analogy, like bamboo takes five years to germinate underground before it grows. And then it grows like a meter every day or something. And uh, this is incredible. Yeah, yeah, I think it's really, it's, cap- it's capitalism. Like really the, I want results and I want them yesterday. Right? Yeah. That yeah. sometimes things take a decade to perfect a skill sometimes. Like same with all of yeah. your skills you've developed yeah. from when you left university to now, like yeah. your film advertising, all of these different skills that you mm-hmm. now have, like you can't just get that from leaving college. No, no, no. you have to really be in the real world world to experience that you have to be practicing it right and actually funnily enough one of the um films and just books that that really inspired me to just kind of slow down was this um have you ever heard of advanced style there's this um photographer airy seth cohen he had a great relationship with his grandmother and so he was just he always loved to photograph older women Mm-hmm. just like their elegance and their style or you know their rocker because I think in in general as a, as a western western culture just tends to disregard people once they get past a certain age you know if you're not like a certain age you're not like considered pretty anymore well he challenges that and just really focused all of his content on photographing elderly people and so he created this film called advanced style and one of the women she was 80 years old she was such a darling I think she passed away um, a couple years ago now, but she said that um, she found herself, oh no, she, I'm sorry, she was close to 90. She found herself in her 80s. And I don't know, hearing somebody say that they found, <laughs> for me, it was just like, wow, I have a lot of time to really yeah. just like take my time with this yeah. and just not put so much pressure on myself to have all the answers and to have this life that's just imposed on me by I don't even know what and just really kind of figure out like what do I want you know um what what makes sense for me right now and like you know what what could need improvement or what can you know be tweaked here and there but like yeah so advanced style that was a the documentary was done in like 2013 so it's a bit older but 
just the women and their philosophy and their approach. It was just inspiring to see that, you know. Beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I love book recommendations and film yeah. recommendations on this. Mm-hmm. You're the first film recommendation. I'm a big fan <laughs> of that. <laughs> um, yeah, there's something around um, essentially being in alignment, but when I know with manifesting, when the whole process of law of attraction, it's really identifying what it is you want. Otherwise, how on earth can you ask the universe to deliver it to you? Yeah. It's one of, um, I, I work under Bob Proctor and he is, well, well recently passed away. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of his um, stories he's always says, it's like, well, if you're going to go to the universe and you're like, hey, I want a train ticket. Uh, cool, where to? Yeah, I don't really know. Like maybe somewhere with some sun. Maybe there could be like, a nice pool maybe there's like a train station maybe there's this but instead of just being like hey universe I want to go to like Ibiza where like I want to eat this and feel this and do this and then the universe can like bring that into place but if you don't know what it is that you want and this yeah. is the whole process like it's really the first step it's the hardest test um not test question to answer it's the first one on the course I did with him it's like what do you want and I was like I don't know <laughs> it's confronting because yeah. with that answer could could potentially, for me, it was like, oh, am I limiting myself by like putting out exactly what I want? Like, what if something better, you know, yeah. and I can't think of something better and I'm just saying, I want this, but then, yeah, that that used to freak me out. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh. it's a, a great <laughs> exercise for your limiting beliefs yeah. to come up. Cause you're like, oh, I want this. And then if you're, if you have any paradigms that are like, oh, well, I don't deserve that. Or I, I'm not able to create that. Or I'm not like, really, it's an amazing exercise to do. You, you'll have a brilliant mirror into your psyche where you think you can't do things, but you can do mm-hmm. it. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool, okay, that went a little bit off topic, but I've had so many manifesting conversations with you already before. It's, um, yeah. yeah, like you ha- I feel like uh, for people in my life, you have a very strong mindset around um, what you're bringing in and yeah reflecting on yourself yeah. and your work and your business so um I think the other topic I want to cover a little bit is the dynamic of also running your business with your partner because yeah, yeah some people say like don't eat where you I'm not going to finish the rest of that sentence yeah. but yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean like yeah. you know sometimes yeah. having a clear work-life difference and mm-hmm. maybe this is shifting so how is this experience for you as well yeah so funnily enough I knew at a young age that I wanted to really just be in the creative world. Like I always knew ever since I could basically pick up a pen pencil, I don't draw so much these days anymore. I'm hoping to change that, but I just knew that being a creative was not a nine to five job. And so it was Mm -hmm. super important for me to find somebody who was interested, had an appreciation, perhaps even pursued that as a career. I knew that that was something that was important for me. And so um, I also was told a lot of times like, oh, don't ever mix business with pleasure. It never works out. There's just so much negativity around the idea of working with a partner. And, you know, it's already, it's tough enough as it is. And then you add all these other kind of cliches, you know, it doesn't make it any easier, but, um, you know, we both like a good challenge. And, (laughs) you know, we moved, when we moved to Amsterdam, I ended up uh, moving on from the uh, position that I had received here. And we really decided to, okay, we're going to give this a shot. We're going to, we're going to work together. We're going to see what we can do because there's a little bit more flexibility living in Europe, you know, with various um, costs of living. And also the healthcare system is a little bit different here. So we really wanted to give it a shot. And um, we moved to a new country. 
we started working together and then the pandemic happened Mm -hmm. and we were just like was this crazy was this really not a smart move and you know like being I guess I wouldn't consider myself a type a personality but maybe other people would but I was just kind of shocked at how much was being thrown our way and it was very it was definitely very challenging because I was one foot in one foot out for sure. Like I, I was applying for other agency jobs and also just, you know, doing this. I'm like, I don't know, can I work with my partner? We're, we're both radically different people. Like we are so different. I don't really, he's so intense with his work. Like I'm not that intense. I have a different approach. Like, will we find respect? Like there were all these questions and issues, you know, that had come up early on in our, in our dynamic. And, um, you know, I think, it's such a process, you know, um, we are absolutely mirrors for each other. We have, um, trust beyond trust. Like I, yeah, there's nobody else like that I could think of that I could be able to, at this stage, like to work with full time. And it's been such a journey. And when I look back, it was not always like that, but I think, um, uninhibited honesty, I don't like to use the word brutal, but being uninhibited with your honesty and communication, integrity, and um, just confidence in each other and yourself, I think are key ingredients to um, pursuing, a re- um, pursuing a business with your partner, right? Because when you think about marriage and we are married, we, we got married in 2015 and we've actually been together with, for 10 years, which is insane um, when I think about how fast time flies. Um, but, you know, he had his life. I had mine. We would connect after work. He was always traveling for work. There was a lot of space and freshness in our life, you know, and it always felt like very invigorating when we would, you know, hang out. And now we went from that to, okay, we're like attached to the hip now. Like I know everything, like we have breakfast together, like we're just constantly together. And it, you know, sometimes it can be intense. And so, you know, we absolutely support uh, each other in terms of going on separate vacations at times and just doing things that um, he loves tennis. And I like absolutely support that go, you know, that doesn't have to be my passion. You do it. He would love for me to do it more often, but I'm like, that's your thing. Yeah. You know, we have our own separate um, interests as well. And so also just communicating boundaries. I think we have at this stage, a lot, a lot of respect for the way that we work. Um, our work is, you know, he's a manifester, um, a generator, um, we're both very different. There's like a sense of urgency with him all the time. I'm like, just, let's just like take it easy. And, you know, I think one of the biggest challenges that we had and, and sometimes still have is like when you put your heart and soul into a proposal or a pitch and then you don't win, it's, it, it is hard because you don't, you can't go anywhere for support. You're kind of just like both in this want, want, like energetic mm-hmm. state of just like, oh, that sucks. <laughs> and, you know, we have to like go out for a walk and just like kind of brush it off like energetically. And, you know, but then when, when there is that success and when we do win proposals, it's the best high ever because you're sharing it with the person that you love, did it together. And then you're both like, you know, that was awesome. Like, that's great how you did that. And that, that approach. And that's what I get high on, like that kind of connection, because it is next level when we're able to experience that kind of um, connection. And, you know, it is, it can be difficult at times, you know, cause like romance and things like that, 
it's hard to be romantic in the in the commercial sense of like how romance is marketed you know romance to us these days it's like hey i folded your laundry or like hey i put this away for you it's like okay thanks dear like appreciate that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know it's not like what it used to be in our relationship um it's just evolved you know we evolve and um i think in the beginning of our dynamic it was like very much like i'm seeing you differently now that's how we kept we kept getting frustrated like i'm seeing you differently now yeah it's like you're seeing my work my work persona you're seeing all different types of me now mm-hmm. you know and so but the way we would say it initially was kind of like not offensive but almost like dude i see you differently now but why is this bad okay we're just evolving mm-hmm. you know we're working together living together in the same house during a pandemic it's not easy <laughs> but I mean, it's a credit yeah. to you both for having got through like come on like you you could be sat here like yeah I hate him like of course not like it's it's really there yeah. are moments oh we have our moments don't worry I mean initially it was very scary because especially me being one foot in one foot out it just felt like every day my relationship and my career was like on a thread you know yeah. it was like all of this could just collapse and that is terrifying you know because it's just like that's the risk that you take and, you know, working with your mate is not for everyone, but it does mm. require, um, you have to be on the same page with communication and just being oh. able to um, ex- like accept and hear the other person and see what, you know, what they're saying and mm-hmm. working on that and being open to working with that, I think is, is very important. Yeah. Yeah. And there's a dynamic in this also that, so I, I have two business partners and we're kind of doing things in like a new way because yeah. realistically, like, even if I, I have everything with them that you do, just not the sex aspect, like yeah. they see my dreams, they see my hopes, they see that my shadows, my money mindset, my creativity, my work methods, like business partners also have this in Absolutely. mindsets. And I think really viewing our relationships without these binaries of like, okay, lover, business partner, colleague, I don't know neighbor like to really start getting this a bit more fluid it's also mm-hmm. a lot of the things that you that work with you and your husband people can also take that with their business partners that mm-hmm. they're not Absolutely. Having with their, yeah. their mom with their dad like it's yeah yeah really very universal concepts as well so, absolutely yeah absolutely yeah cool yeah thank you for that wisdom also because it's like a sneaky frequency we were like yeah it's going to be just about like life purpose passions and living your joy and you're like I run my business with my husband like this is real it doesn't get more real I mean wow like it is just like yeah um but you know it's it's also important to have that space and that boundary as well you know it's just different um it's easier to have boundaries with people that you know you work with that you may not want to be working like you know in in agency it's like if I didn't want to talk to somebody I could just easily avoid yeah having you can't do that (laughs) when you work with you just can't it's impossible (laughs) (laughs) but yeah perfect I mean is there any I'm curious to see kind of like what the next step is and I know you're enjoying the moment but is there what do you want now for I don't know the next months years like what's what's in the dream I'd love to like yeah I've been actually thinking about this a lot I mean I just I want to obviously continue collaborating and, and working with other creatives um all over the place. I mean, the dream would be opening up other, you know, four bent corners, creative production companies in other areas. And then that would, that would enter like a different mm-hmm. dynamic, right. Within our um, established one, right. Where we would have potentially managing director at, at uh, said location and, and just kind of seeing what, what works. But right now I'm just really focused on um, the work um, 
making sure our clients have the results that they need. You know what I mean? That's super important. And um, it's funny, you know, we actually attract a lot of, um, of our work through our network and through our relationships with our friends. And, you know, it really is this kind of synergetic uh, experience because we don't really advertise our production company. Every, every opportunity we get is through word of mouth. And because people think of us or they liked working with us or, you know, et cetera. And so that to me is like a family that is an extended family. Um, and it's funny because oftentimes, especially if it's, a, if it's essentially a new client, I'm a little mm-hmm. bit reluctant to be like, oh, this is my, this is my, you know, I never say he's my husband. I'm like, oh yeah, he's my, he's my creative partner. Yeah. So <laughs> kind of could, it's like the blanket for he's my partner, creative partner, um, which works well. But, you know, I always thought like, is that like unprofessional? Like would people think like we're unprofessional? Like we like, like, you know, does that make us seem like small? Like there were all these like weird things that would come up and I'm like, where did these come up? Like, where does yeah. this come from? You know, but I think we're living in very interesting times where, you know, especially with the pandemic, everybody working from home and just being kind of forced to like have no boundaries between work and home life, mm-hmm. you know, and, and really kind of like being in that space and seeing like, okay. Cause I think a lot of people ended up like leaving their job or changing their job in the past couple of years. Right. Because <laughs> it got, you know, people were confronted with the reality of like, I can't do this anymore. You yeah. know, I was in that, is, that position. Yeah. I think it's <laughs> the most amazing. And I'm like, I'm out. I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> it's amazing when that happens, though. It honestly, it's such a gift. Yeah. At the time, it's like horrific because it's scary. It's the unknown. It's just like, oh my gosh, what am I yeah. going to do? Um, but I think the way that things are evolving is like relationships are important, whether marital or not. You know, relationships are key to mm-hmm. any kind of creative endeavor. Yeah. Really. Yeah. As um, I had a, someone on my first podcast, she was a life purpose coach and she said that they're calling 2021 the great resignation. Yeah. It was like hundreds of thousands of people quitting yeah. jobs, not always with a plan afterwards, but just knowing like, I can't do that. Not sure what yeah. I'm gonna do. I was in that position when I left my corporate job. It was really a step into like, I had a little opportunity, but it was only for a couple of months. And I was just like, let's yeah. just go, let's do this. Let's do it. Right. Why not? Thing. You know, yeah. I think, you know, people, we all realize like, wow, okay, we have this time now to really like reflect and what, like, what do we want to do with our lives, you know? Yeah. So, well, in that case, if there's people listening who yeah. maybe need film productions or anything, what kind of people are you looking for? What kind of clients and how can people get in touch with you? Oh, that's super sweet. Thanks for asking. Well, uh, they can always email me, Serena at fourbentcorners.com. Um, we like to work with, all clients within the fashion, food, and um, editorial space. So we, like I said, we mix the editorial storytelling with the commercial. Mm-hmm. Um, we recently did a, I directed a piece on a Dutch artist named Noah Latif uh, Lamp. That was a really cool project. I really enjoyed doing that. That was, um, we filmed in, in October and then just recently released that. We also do photo shoots um, and we're working on some really exciting projects with some clients um, in the dog sector as well as fashion sector and food as well. So yeah, if anybody ever has a brief, creative brief and they wanna throw four bank corners in the mix, welcome that for sure. Perfect, um, yeah. yeah. I'll add obviously all of your links and stuff onto the cool. bio as well. Oh, appreciate that, yeah. yeah. Wow, thank you so much for, well, Super fun. yeah, your insights. I could listen to you talk for days because you just, you have- Likewise such a soothing voice as well you do like, too i love you you ash you know i love your voice too I'm like oh. yeah. <laughs> we're like the perfect duo today yeah, it's great 
Love it. Cool. Okay. Um, I want to end with one question and just one word answer. Um, if people are trying to find find or seek alignment, what's one word that you can give to them of how they could find that? Um, I mean, it's so it's it's apropos, right? I mean, yeah, it's February. Yeah, I didn't, I, I I didn't let her prepare this one. <laughs> I want to say love, but what does that mean? It's such an abstract thing. And when I think of love, I just really mean like open your heart, like energetically, intentionally open your heart and really tune into what brings you joy. Mm. That's, that's what it's about. Beautiful. Yeah. I love it. Well, I want to thank you again so much. And for everybody else listening, we will see you on the next episodes.